words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. So here we are already in this holy season of Lent. And besides being the 40 days between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday, what is Lent really? Often we describe Lent as a penitential season. Many think of Lent as a season when we are to contemplate our sinfulness as we just did with the great litany, how we fall short of the glory of God, and then we are to commit ourselves to amend our ways. This outlook on Lent strikes me, to be honest, as kind of depressing. But another way we can describe Lent is as a season of spiritual discipline and contemplation. It's a season when, for many, it's popular to give up something that we really like, something that gives us pleasure. Maybe for you it's chocolate or wine or binge-watching a favorite television series or giving up your favorite social media. Or maybe we take the spiritual discipline theme a different direction and we make Lent a season of taking on something, adding a spiritual practice or some other habit that's meant to draw us closer to God somehow. Lent as a season of spiritual discipline and contemplation resonates more with me than Lent as a season of beating ourselves up for the many ways that we may have failed and fallen short of what we think God wants each one of us to do and not do or be and not be. But if nothing else, I suggest taking Lent as 40 days to reflect deeply on who you are in in relationship with God. Which habits do you keep falling into that keep you feeling distant or somehow separated from God? And which habits help create a sense of confidence that God holds you close, that God is always with you, and that you are precious in God's heart? In Lent, we have a season dedicated to contemplating such things. And so I wonder what Lent means to you. And I wonder what Lent means to God. This seems like a good place for us to start on this first Sunday in Lent, So let's keep coming back to these wonderings this morning and over the next 35 days. I wonder what Lent means to you. I wonder what Lent means to me. And I wonder what Lent means to God. And these wonderings point us to other wonderings. I wonder what is the foundation of my relationship with God and what is the foundation of your relationship with God? And I wonder, what is the foundation of the relationships between the three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And I wonder what is or should be the foundation of our relationships with one another. So looking at the scriptures appointed for this first Sunday in Lent, we can discern a theme of God's presence and provision and protection. In Deuteronomy, God has brought the people of Israel into the land of milk and honey. God has given them what they need and then some. There is not scarcity, there is plenty. Because God has provided for them, the people want to give back to God the first fruits of this bounty. And in Romans, Paul reminds believers that God has not left them alone. 
but rather that his word is very near them, on their lips and in their heart. And in the gospel, when Jesus faces the three moments of temptation, Jesus proclaims the word of God to overcome them, to declare that he need not live on bread alone, acknowledging that he must worship and serve only the Lord God and that God will give his angels charge over him. In these scriptures that we have heard and read today, we can also discern a common theme of trust. God is trustworthy. The people of Israel found God to be worthy of their trust. He brought them out of slavery and into a promised land. And not only that, but he provided for them abundantly more than they could ask or imagine. Paul and the Romans found God to be worthy of their trust. God was not far off, but rather he was there with them in their lips, in their mouth, in their heart. Jesus himself found in those three moments of temptation that he could trust in God the Father and in the truth of Holy Scripture to save him in the time of trial. But this theme of trust comes through most clearly, though, in the psalm that we prayed together today. It's a song of what it means to trust in God. In the first couple of verses, we hear the voice of the psalmist, and it continues through those middle verses about how God helps us in those times of challenge. And so this is the voice of the psalmist and the voice that we pray when we recognize that we have a God that we can trust. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High abides under the shadow of the Almighty. He shall say to the Lord, you are my refuge and my stronghold, my God in whom I put my trust. And then that is borne out in all the ways that God gives his angels charge over us to bear us in their hands, to keep us from even dashing our foot against a stone. This is the voice of someone crying out and saying, I trust you, God. But then in the last three verses of the psalm that we sang this morning, it switches from the voice of the psalmist to the voice of God. And so this psalm also reflects a trusting relationship, a back and forth, a call and response. And here's what we hear God respond. Because he is bound to me in love, therefore will I protect him. I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I am with him in trouble. I will rescue him and bring him to honor. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Here is God telling us that we can trust God, that God is with us, that he will never leave us or forsake us. So I wonder, though, what does all this that we hear about this trust have to do with Lent? Well, if Lent is meant to be a season of holiness, a season of drawing close to God, a season of contemplating and restoring our sense of closeness with God, who made us and loves us and is always with us, then Lent has everything to do with trust. As a friend recently reflected, trust is the most difficult thing to establish, and it's also the easiest thing to destroy. 
I wonder what practices we can take on or give up this Lent that would reestablish in us the belief that God is worthy of our trust, that God is with us, that God will never leave us or forsake us. And I wonder what practices we can take on or give up that would help us to reestablish these bonds of trust with one another. Here are a few possibilities. Maybe this Lent, we consider what it would be like to begin sharing our stories instead of keeping them hidden. Maybe this Lent, we begin taking the risk of speaking the truth in love rather than suppressing the truth in fear. As we reorient ourselves toward Christ and recommit to following in his way of love, we become more open. We begin to open ourselves to listen to one another and to respond with acceptance when someone entrusts us with the stories that they hold most dear, the life stories that make them who they are. And in turn, we begin to sense that we too may entrust the stories that we hold most dear, the stories of our most vulnerable moments, the stories hidden deep down in the most tender places of our hearts, the stories of those painful and beautiful and complicated experiences that make each one of us who we are. As we both receive and entrust these precious stories of who we are, where we have been and what we have managed to live through, it is then that we begin to build trust with one another. This kind of mutual trust is a beautiful reflection of the trust and love that are at the core of our relationship with God. And they are a beautiful reflection of the trust and love that exists amongst the three persons of God. And so I pray, especially in this season of Lent, that we may be more attuned to the nudging of the Holy Spirit, to that still small voice, to guide us into these holy friendships established on the foundation of this kind of mutual sharing that creates mutual trust. And as we gain experience in listening and holding and treasuring one another's stories in our hearts, little by little we will find that we are not only building trusting friendships and relationships, but from those we are also building whole communities of trust. And these are the kinds of relationships and communities that are the building blocks of something greater, the body of Christ, the very kingdom of God. Amen.